It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you Monday through Friday. And that's what we do here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And also, if you want to talk about all things NFL, you got to check out Peacock and Williamson, NFL analyst Brian Peacock, and former NFL scout Matt Williamson, host Lockdowns Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move around the National Football League. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, which you should do the same here with Locked On Panthers. Subscribing wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Odyssey, wherever. Wherever you're listening, make sure to rate, review, subscribe to my show and to all the shows across the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at Julian Council because yet again, it is Friday, which means we have another weekly Friday mailbag here on the show. So if you didn't get a question this week, that's okay. There's going to be another Friday next week. And next Friday will be the first Friday where the Carolina Panthers have a game on Sunday as they'll kick off the preseason up in Indianapolis against the Colts. So please get in your questions. Sure, we'll be plenty of things to talk about next week as the Panthers head up to Indy for joint practices with the Colts. No Carson Wentz, no Quentin Nelson, but they'll still be able to get in some work against a team that was in the playoffs the last two seasons or just last season. Either way, the Colts were a playoff team last year, and so the Panthers will get some meaningful work in with them next week. Um, Again, Friday mailbag. So we'll get into that, but a few things going on at Carolina Panthers camp on Thursday. The punter competition apparently is over. Oscar D. That's how I'm going to pronounce it because I have no idea how to pronounce his last name. He went to Washington State, Wazoo up there in Pullman in the P&Dub. He's no longer here. Joe Charleston out of South Carolina took the job last year after Michael Pilardi went on the non-football injury list and was out for the season. Charleston famously last preseason or training camp rather since there was no preseason, but last training camp shanked a kick onto Cedar Street right by the practice facility, but he's done Pretty well for himself. Had a decent year last year, and so far he's won the battle here in camp. So the kicker competition is over. Joey Sly, he won it back in OTA's minicamp. The punter competition is over. Joe Charlton has won it here in training camp, it appears. The long snapper competition is still ongoing. Who will win? Will it be the oldest tenured player and the oldest man on the roster, J.J. Jansen? Or will it be Thomas Fletcher, the Long snapper of the year from Alabama, the team that was so good that they won a national championship and their long snapper got drafted in the process. The biggest bro on the team after you listened to what he had to say when he was in utter awe 
in shock that the uh, I guess shock and all rather, but the uh, the Panthers had drafted him. He thought it was gonna be UDFA. Instead, he was a six round draft pick. So congratulations. That's still the one special teams competition going on, even though I think we all know how that's gonna end based off of just money and age. Also, uh, the Panthers have added fullback Rod Smith and safety Brian Cole. Subsequently, they waived wide receiver Ventrell Bryant. Never heard of him, wasn't going to make the roster, so it doesn't really matter. The Panthers have added their fifth player this week in Brian Cole. If you look at it, Scott Fitter had said that we're going to continue to bring in camp bodies throughout the days, and they have tryouts pretty much after every single practice. So they've gone out there and said what they're going to do. None of these guys are going to make the roster. They're just camp bodies. So I'm just mentioning it because it's a Panthers podcast. I'm going to give you the information, even though it doesn't really matter. What does matter is A.J. Boye could be out a few weeks. He pulled something the other day, has been out of practice since then. It's important, but also the fact that A.J. Boye will be suspended the first two weeks of the season doesn't make you be all that nervous. We already knew that J.C. Horn was going to have to step in and start day one against the Jets and in week two against the New Orleans Saints. Now week three against the Houston Texans on a short week. Will A.J. Boye come back then? We will see. But he is over 30, one of the few Panther players over 30, and he's dealing with a strain. So hopefully he'll be fine. Obviously conditioning is something that does matter, but you want to be in condition and shape once the season starts. So we'll see how things play out there with A.J. Boye. Shaq Thompson, Denzel Perryman, two linebackers. Both of them are still dealing with injuries in red uniforms once again on Thursday. And that's important because behind them, Jermaine Carter Jr., basically the only guy with really experience in the National Football League playing meaningful snaps at the linebacker position. Clay Johnston, seventh-round pick last year of the Los Angeles Rams, came to Carolina, played in the last two weeks of the season last year. He was running with the ones on Thursday. And I continue to press the Panthers on this. K.J. Wright was in Las Vegas on Thursday talking to the Oakland Raiders, or to the Las Vegas Raiders. I don't know why I still said Oakland. It's going to be hard to ever get that out of my head. Um, I'm sure there's people out there who still call them the LA Raiders back way back when. Whatever. Either way, KJ Wright, someone who I've advocated for to be here in Carolina as a linebacker, as a starter, or a backup, whatever the hell role they want to put him in. He's someone who's played in this league, and he's been very good for 10 years, a decade, as a starter next to Bobby Wagner up, up there in Seattle for Super Bowl teams and for perennial playoff teams under Pete Carroll. He is a free agent. I played you the audio earlier this week. He is ready to go. He's not happy that he's not in camp. Seattle, for whatever reason, doesn't want him. Oakland, or Las Vegas, rather, the Raiders, are talking to him. Not sure whether they're going to sign him or not. But the Carolina Panthers, like, get this man to Wofford. You already have two guys who are down. One of them, Denzel Perryman, is not getting vaccinated. That could end up being an issue down the road. Do you really want Clay Johnson having to step in? I get it. He's a former Baylor guy. Matt Rule obviously loves him. That's why he's on this team. I just don't like the idea of your two backups being Jermaine Carter Jr., who I actually like, and then a seventh-round linebacker who happened to play for the head coach back in college and is probably being favored in a little bit of a way because of who he played for. And as we've seen, plenty of guys, like a guy like the here Whitehead, who had no business being the starting middle linebacker with his team last year who had played for Matt Rule back in college. So that's just my two cents there. One more advocation, um, if that's the proper term. I don't know. It's been a long week, folks. Uh, one more of me saying, please, just bring in KJ Wright. You have cap space. Just get it done. One last thing. Uh, defensive end Austin Larkin was carted off the field on Thursday with a lower leg injury. He joins running back Darius Clark and wide receiver Keith 
Kirkwood as guys have been carted off the field this week. Clark and Kirkwood both having concussion issues, so they're in concussion protocol. We obviously know JT eBay going out there and viciously knocking out Keith Kirkwood where he had to be taken off on a stretcher. It's not just a cart, but off a stretcher. He's back. He's okay. And a protocol. We'll see what happens with him in the weeks to come here as we continue training camp and the preseason down there in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Sparkle City on the campus of Wofford College. So that's what's going on right now at Carolina Panthers training camp down in Spartanburg. Just want to give you guys a quick update on anything you might have missed. Take a quick break. Then on the other side, it's Friday, which means your mailbag questions coming up right here on Locked on Panthers. Y'all, keep telling you, Built Bar, it's the best tasting protein bar ever, and I'm so tired of having to continue to tell you to get these bars. I get it. Built Bar, they celebrate freedom of choice, but you have no choice. The only choice you have to go do right now is look at all these delicious flavors. Seriously, coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, during clot chocolate come on you tell me you don't want any of that go get a built bar right now there's everything there's something for you for every single person out there get a built bar they even have the mixed box which you can get two of each of the nine flavors 18 bars one box come on do it and they're healthy for you so you're thinking oh you know salted caramel double chocolate that can't be healthy it's gonna go straight to my hips you're wrong you're so wrong most Built Bars have 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180. Sorry, it's not 100 calories, but that's still pretty good, right? Only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. The Built Bars are also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. The Olympics still going on in Tokyo. Do you love USA? Are you rooting for a track and field team? Do you want to eat the same stuff that they eat to stay healthy and to feel healthy and to feel great? Yes? Yes? Okay, then go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, let's get back to it. It's the Friday Weekly Mail back here on Locked On Panthers. Starting off with Tom. Last week we had someone from England. We have another listener from England all the way across the pond. And I thank you so much to literally everyone who listens to this podcast, but especially people who are listening abroad. The number one Panthers podcast in England, in my opinion. I don't know. It's probably a lie. It might be a fact. It doesn't really matter. Just happy Tom's listening. Happy y'all are listening. Let me just go ahead and answer Tom's question. He says, hey, dude. Hey, Tom. Big fan of the show and content. Thank you. One of your Friday, one for your Friday mailbag. Who do you think will be the bubble players for making the roster this year? I know there was a buzz around Omar Bayless last year, but the receiver core looks pretty deep. Is Tommy Trimble also an option for fullback? And he says he's a Liverpool fan too. Tom in Chester, England. You'll never walk alone, Tom. Cannot wait. August 14th, Norwich City. Let's go. Um, But that's the other football, the real football. Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. Calm down. Deep breath. Just kidding. Um, Let's do this. Uh, That's a good question. 
Roster bubble guys. So I, I mentioned the dudes who get signed or just camp bodies. I'm like, it doesn't really matter who they're cutting, who they're not bringing in. Like, eBay was never going to make the team. Some of the other guys that they cut, Mason Stoke, were never going to make the team. Bayless is probably the one that's the most interesting um, because of just, like, the wide receiver core. I talked about the other day. Keith Kirkwood, Omar Bayless, Brandon Zilstra, and Shai Smith. Those are probably the four guys who are competing for the last two spots. Obviously, um, Terrace Marshall's going to make the roster, DJ, Robbie, and I would say David Moore, um, who played in Seattle last year. The wide receiver, David Moore, not the uh, undrafted free agent offensive lineman, David Moore. Those four guys are actually going to make the roster. Um, but the other two spots, Zilstra was really good last year in special teams. Kirkwood was injured last year, and now he's injured again in camp, which is really unfortunate for him. Bayless looked good before he got injured. So we'll see, and he's kind of brought that momentum again this year. And then there's Shai Smith, who was a draft pick and was really good at South Carolina. I haven't heard too much buzz around him so far in the first week of camp or week and a half or so of camp, but we'll see. So, yeah, Bayless is one of those guys. I would say Troy Pride Jr. as well. You look at the safe, the uh, corner position, and now that A.J. Boye is not healthy, he's going to be on the roster. But uh, this is an opportunity for Troy Pride and Stan Thomas Oliver, who are right there on the roster bubble when they're competing against guys like Keith Taylor especially, who was drafted – out of University of Washington, so up there in the same uh, hometown as uh, Scott Fitterer, and of course where he was working at before we uh, employed the Seattle Seahawks, and he has the kind of length that they typically like to have at corner traditionally in Seattle, and you've kind of seen that here in Carolina with a draft pick of J.C. Horn, Keith Taylor, and of course bringing in Rashawn Melvin, a veteran, on his ninth team. So that's one of those that's one of those guys on the roster bubble as well. Greg Little's on the roster bubble. I don't think he's going to make it based off what we've seen so far. Uh, especially with you know Trent Scott still looking pretty good, whatever wherever he plays on the offensive line, and then Cam Irving feeling like it's his job to lose at left tackle, and then having the other option of Taylor Moten playing at left tackle. But yeah, I think Omar Bayless is certainly someone to look at. Brandon Zilstra and Keith Kirkwood and um, uh, Shai Smith, of course, those four wide receivers. Then on the defensive side of the ball, I would definitely say, I mean, Christian Miller too. He's an outside linebacker who opted out last year. Where does he fit in? in terms of right on the roster bubble. So those are some of the guys I'd be looking at in terms of the roster bubble. So thank you, Tom, for listening all the way in Chester, England. Go Liverpool. You'll never walk alone. Can't wait to win the Champions League and Premier League. The trouble. We're getting the trouble this year. FA Cup and everything. Uh, yeah, love you. You're from Klopp. Moving on. Panther stuff. Steven. Julian, I have a Friday mailbag question for you, my friend. Steven, you're my friend, too. How much money will Robbie Anderson bring if – Resigned before the season, or how much he wants. Okay, how much is it going right for a thousand yard receiver these days? Well, a thousand yard receiver in 17 games now in the National Football League is really not going to be all that special. That's the thing about it, and I've said this before there's a lot of guys who are coming out of college these days that can come in and can give you the kind of production that you need in National Football League, whether it's their first year, but their second year. Not everyone's gonna be Justin Jefferson, as we saw last season, but you're gonna get a lot of guys who can in their second season step up and be that kind of dude, which is if Terrace Marshall ends up taking over for Robbie Anderson, if Robbie Anderson doesn't resign, that's kind of how I feel that role he could play. In terms of how much money he could bring in, like he's fine for two twenty dollars uh, last year uh, when he came to Carolina. $12 million of it was guaranteed. Uh, last year, I think it's $8 million this year, which is already guaranteed because he's on the roster. Um, yeah, I mean, I think for him, it's his last chance to get paid big-time money. And I think he's going to probably want 11 or 12, right? And for, I mean, wide receiver market, we're seeing guys making, what, $20, $24 million a year. So that's really not that much money. And also, matter, it depends on what the salary cap looks like next year. So, yeah, I mean, around an $11, $12 million range for Robbie Anderson, probably for over three years or so. 
So we're talking about $36 million. He probably wants more than that. So it might be even like the $12, $13 million range or $14 million range. So that's kind of what the going rate I would think for a guy like Robbie Anderson is, even though I just don't feel like you really need to sign a receiver unless you really think they're an elite guy. And DJ Moore is someone who I think is getting towards that territory. I don't know if he's ever going to be a top five wide receiver, but I think he's going to be someone that you certainly want to invest in long term. Robbie Anderson, not quite sure yet. Let's see him do it again. If he does back-to-back 1,000-yard receiving years, then certainly we can have the conversation, but I think it's probably going to be between that $11, $14 million range of money that he's going to want here in Carolina or wherever he goes. Uh, Alex asks, uh, McCaffrey is clearly a top running back in the league, but if you had to pick one or two in fantasy football, would you pick him or go Derek Henry, Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, or Ezekiel Elliott? Got some. I got multiple fantasy questions this week. I'm not really a big – I play fantasy – um, I set my lineup and then I ignore it. I like to just actually watch the football games. I don't really want to be rooting against, rooting for guys on my fantasy team when they play for teams I don't like. But I get it. Fantasy is a huge industry and I, I'm a part of it. So it's not like I'm running away from it. So well, let's see. If I had to pick one or two, who would you pick? Would I pick him or would I go? I mean, yeah, I'd pick McCaffrey first off after what he did in 2019. He And also, take you inside, I drafted McCaffrey last year and of course he got hurt. And that was very upsetting, even though it's like, whatever, it's fantasy football. He couldn't care less. And I know a lot of you guys couldn't care less about me talking about that right now. Yeah, I mean, I would take McCaffrey and then Derrick Henry. Those are the two top guys I would take. Delvin Cook, especially with Mike Zimmer out there in Minnesota, the way he likes to just run the football. And, I mean, God, Kirk Cousins, his whole deal. <laughs> Who knows how many games Kirk Cousins is actually going to play this year. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Dalvin Cook would probably be the guy I would take. I'm not going to take McCaffrey. Probably take Dalvin Cook and then, like, Derrick Henry. Love Camaro. And not not a huge Zeke fan, to be honest with you. So there's that, Alex. Thanks for the question. Uh, Eric. Let's see. Eric is in Maryland. He says, I'm Maryland Pan- as a Maryland Panthers fan, I'm excited to see the Ravens preseason game. Yep, down here in Charlotte. Come on down, Eric. I think this will be the first real showing of how good our team can be. What positions should we really have an eye on for some exceptional play and for positions of concern? I mean, offensive line, obviously, is going to be the number one. I mean, the Ravens have a fantastic defensive line. Guys like Calais Campbell, and if trying to go up against them, that will show you, especially not necessarily in a, in a game, it will be week two of the preseason. So we're actually going to see a lot more of the offense, especially you cut down, that's first teamers, that is. You're cutting away one of the games that we typically have. There's only three preseason games this year, with now 17 regular season games. The offensive line will absolutely be what I'm looking at. And of course, Sam Darnold going against that defense as a whole, not secondary. So yeah, looking at the. Um, the offensive, the offensive line for the Carolina Panthers would certainly be the position to look at. Also, linebacker. Lamar Jackson, he can get out there, and he can, of course, beat you with his legs. We'll see how healthy he is with uh, COVID um, having dealing with that. You also have, like, J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards, that running game. So the linebackers, can they fill the gaps? Because last year, Tahir Whitehead looked lost a lot of times. So if I'm looking at that Ravens preseason game, I'm looking at the offensive line position and the linebacker position. I think two positions I've spoken about as positions of concern. Again, sign K.J. Wright. I don't think he's going to do it. It's okay. I trust in you, Fiddy. Okay, well, (laughs) quick pause. And then let me get back to more of your mailbag questions here on the other side, here on Locked on Panthers. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked on NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. 
If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, let's get to it again. Sonny. Hey, Julian. Big fan of the show. Sonny, big fan of you. Let's talk some fantasy football for a second. Okay, more than a second, Sonny. Is this year DJ Moore sends into the elite category by adding to his touchdown totals? And how high are you drafting Robbie Anderson over the likes of Jerry Judy, Chase Claypool? Uh, I think that is Cortland Sutton and Tyler Boyd, etc. There's just so many guys in the league, man, trying to remember the names. And he also asked, is Terrace Marshall a late-round sleeper? Personally, I'm planning on starting off of the Panthers' defense as I, as I think we can start our first few games making some big plays. Well, yeah, that's – I under, look, rookie quarterback – in Zach Wilson week one, then I think Jameis Winston week two. If you read the GQ article of our favorite player down there in New Orleans, um, Cam Jordan, he thinks that Jameis should be the quarterback, and he was kind of surprised and confused by Sean Payton's staff decision last year to start Taysom Hill when uh, Drew Brees was out. So yeah, there's certainly opportunity there, and in Houston, they're out, they're not going to have Deshaun Watson's me Tyrod Taylor there week three Thursday night. So yeah, the defense could absolutely step up, but um. Yeah, but DJ, I, I got to see it first. I don't really have a ton of faith in the quarterback, as you guys know, so I need to see it first with DJ. And it also looks like Dan Arnold has that really strong connection with Sam Darnold, in particular in the red zone. So that's going to take away touchdowns from DJ. And then, of course, Christian McCaffrey is just, I mean, he's a he's not a thief. He's just like the top fantasy player out there. So, yeah, I would definitely want to get DJ more on my roster. I just wouldn't expect a ton of touchdowns. Just based off what we've seen so far, but he and also having no idea what the quarterback play we're gonna get this year. And Robbie Anderson, yeah, he's a solid, probably like wide receiver, like three or four. I'm not a huge fantasy guy to be honest with you. Would I take him over the likes of Judy, Claypool, Sutton, or Boyd? No, I'd not take him over Chase Claypool after the year he had last year. Even though I have no idea if Ben Roethlisberger can even throw the ball like ten yards anymore. Uh, Cortland Sutton's playing out there in Denver. Same with Jerry Judy. The two quarterbacks they have out there, Drew Locke and our guy Teddy. Nah, and then Tyler Boyd. Been a good player, like Joe Burrow. So, yeah, I mean, I'd probably go, like, if I'm going on in that category, I'm taking Claypool first and, like, probably Boyd, then Anderson, just based off of their roles in their offenses and the quarterbacks that they're playing with, yada, yada, yada. So thanks for the question there. Sonny, big fan of you. Uh, okay, Teppers, Brass Balls, my favorite name on Twitter. And just also, man, I hope there's not too many kids listening to the show. I do hope kids are listening. I just hope that they don't, you know, feel weird anytime they hear that name either way here's your question thank you uh what's your take on who will be our return guy this year this has been a glaring weakness for us for a few years as well i will continue to say if you want to have a really good return guy in the punt game chris mccaffrey look what he did back in college but i get it steve smith got hurt one time on a punt return and chris mccaffrey needs to be healthy for week 12 of the 2028 season so that's our main concern not you know actually winning games today Mm-hmm. Whatever. It, I, I have honestly no idea who the return guy would be. Like, I think maybe they'll give David Moore an opportunity. Trenton Cannon, I'm sure, will continue to be on a kickoff return team. He did a pretty good job there last year. But punt return, I I really don't even know. So just to be honest, y'all, like, let's see. You had, it was all Farrell Cooper last year, and he didn't do anything at all. Brandon Zilstra even had one return, and then Cannon had 10. I don't think Terrace Marshall, they're going to put him back there. Obviously, I don't think they're not putting DJ back there anymore. Um, let's see. I mean, David Moore, the last two seasons in Seattle, like I mentioned, he had 
22 punt returns, and he only averaged eight and a half yards per return, which I think actually would be better with the Panthers' average last season, as Carolina only averaged 5.9 yards per return. So already an improvement if they put David Moore back there. So I guess that would probably be the first guy they put back there, and then kickoff return would be just fine. Percy asked, are the Panthers positioned for a better season with Matt Rule? Second season they were for Ron Rivera's second season where the Panthers went, what, 7-9 and nine back then? Um, maybe. <laughs> I, think, I think it's hard to say. Like, yeah, but they were 6-10 they were and 10 year one under Ron and then 7-9. and nine. I mean, the only reason I say kind of no is because, like, you had Cam Newton back then, and it was year two for Cam Newton. It's year four for Sam Darnold, first year here in Carolina. And you, we saw what Cam did his rookie year, the records he broke the first two weeks passing-wise, and he had his ups and downs, the, the moping, and, you know, he hates to lose. And he had gone from being undefeated to literally not losing a, a college game, even back when he was at Blinn Junior College and going to Auburn and winning now championship in the Heisman Trophy. So I get it. We're past that conversation. Um... Yeah, it's, it's hard to say. Like, you know, also, in 2012, you brought in Luke Keekley and Luke instantly became a defensive rookie of the year that season. You have really good defensive players on this roster right now, um, but they're young. You still you got Steve Smith back then, too. You got Jonathan Stewart and D'Angelo. It's hard to say. I mean, it, it's in yet Thomas Davis, you had Josh Horman. It's. It's really hard to say that. And in the next year, they, of course, went 12-4. and four. Ah, man. I don't know if they're better positioned, but I feel like next year is set up like year three for Ron Rivera to be the breakout. The only issue is we don't know who the quarterback's going to be next season. Sam Darnold's going to get $18.8 million regardless of whether he's on the roster. Just not quite sure he's going to be actually the starter or who the starter is going to be in 2022. So that's the only thing I'm going to say in terms of this year, maybe kind of equally. Like I would expect them to be, like I've said, between seven and 10, nine and eight, if everything goes well for this team and who knows, maybe they could even get to 10 and seven and be right there in the playoffs. I don't expect it to happen. I always have felt that this year leading up to next year is all about just progressing and having 2022 be the year, year three of Matt rule for them to go to the playoffs. So that's just how I feel about the season. So, yeah, I think they're in good position here in Matt Rule's second season. Is it better than Rob Rivera's? Honestly, it's really hard to say. I, I would just say no just based off of the uncertainty at quarterback long term. So thank you guys so much once again for listening to the show and for your mailbag questions here on Locked on Panthers. Um, have a great weekend. Be safe. I'm headed up to Boston for a wedding, so I'm going to go do that. Get my buddy married. Congratulations to him. Congratulations to all of you if you're getting married this summer or have gotten married this year. Or you know someone who is. Either way, thanks for listening to the show. Rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Make sure to watch checks out on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Stitcher, wherever. You know, you know where to find me. Also, follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where every Friday, like right this Friday, you're listening. We do our weekly Friday mailbag throughout the rest of the preseason and training camp. So DM me at me. Don't get crazy. Send in those questions and I'll answer them. Next week, joint practices with the Colts. Going to get some really good insight. Now Carson Wentz is not there. He's not very good anyway. But we'll get to see what the Carolina Panthers look like offensively against a very good Colts defense. And also see how our defense stacks up against a team that was very good again last year. Sands, Phillip Rivers no longer there. And, of course, Carson Wentz being injured and Quentin Nelson being out. Should still be really good work for Matt Rule, Sam Darnold, and Co.
So we'll talk about that next week, and we'll talk about all things Carolina Panthers. That's what we do here on the Locked On Panthers podcast. So enjoy your weekend. I'll talk to you all next week. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.